This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older. <laughs> don't, don't have that talk with your father. And if you do, don't ever, ever fucking tell me about it. I don't want anything about you talking about Pornhub with your dad. He monkeys was, are mad gangsters. There's no way an East Coast monkey and a West Coast monkey were working together. That just could not happen. Why do you need a better count in? Because I feel like that one was lacking energy. I feel like you're lacking energy. I well, feel like it's because the count-ins are weak. All right, three, two, one, go. That was much better. Sorry about my shit intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin. A.K.A. KB Paperstacks, A.K.A. Baldwin Escobar, A.K.A. Danger Zone, A.K.A. Vanilla Thriller, and A.K.A. MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that. So growing up, you're always looking for allies. Those people in your family who are going to be there for you. If something goes down, they're going to have your back. They're basically just going to be there in your corner when you need them. And at different times in my life, different people in the family were allies to me. There were uncles that were allies. My mama was an ally. My mom, my dad, even though Kenny thinks he's a sociopath, my dad was still there for me. And he was an ally from time to time. But there was one person in the family who always had my back no matter what went down. And that was my little brother, Steven. Now, as you guys can tell from the podcast, me and Steven grew up in kind of a tumultuous childhood. I mean, there were times we had to eat potatoes for a week. There were times that my dad flipped over furniture in the living room trying to find the remote. There were tons of things that happened in our childhood that made it feel sometimes kind of like a war zone. And Steven and I were always there for each other, always throughout our childhood. If something went down, I was there to cover for him. If something went down for me, he was there to cover for me. We just, we always were there for each other. But there was one day that Stephen was there for me in a way that I'll never forget. See, growing up in my household, there were certain things that my dad could eat and drink that the kids weren't allowed to have. Maybe we were allowed to have some, but not all. And one of these things was Coca-Cola. Now, my dad loved every day when he got off work to come home, take a glass out of the counter, put it on the uh, counter, put ice in it, pour Coke over the top of it, and sit down and just watch TV. And sit there and relax for 45 minutes to an hour with nobody messing with him, just sipping on his one glass of Coke. And he would do this every single day. But when the Coca-Cola would come through the front door, it would always be in a two liter. And dad would always sit us down and say, all right, listen, you and Steven can have one glass of Coke, one half glass. Y'all don't even get a full one. You just get a half glass. And then I'm going to put this Coke up in the fridge and the rest of it's for me. You understand me? And we'd look up at him and say, yes, sir. And he'd put the Coke away. And we'd have our one half glass and everything would go on just as normal. But every time my dad would leave, I'd be like, damn, I really wish me and Steven could get some Coke. It's hot as hell outside. I really just want to get into that Coke. And we would just go back and forth in this dance. Coca-Cola would come in. Dad would sit it down in front of us. We'd both get a half glass and then the rest of it would be dad's. Until one day, me and Steven got fed up and he looked over at me and said, I bet you we could get into that Coke if we both worked together. 
Now, it wasn't as though my dad had hidden the Coke from us. It was clearly in the fridge on the side shelf inside the door of this white bullshit freezer on top, fridge on the bottom fridge that we had. And it just sat there. But my dad didn't put any chains on it. He didn't lock it or anything like that. He took these vice grip like hands that he had and tightened down the top to where it felt like the the threads of the actual top of the Coke were going to break. He would turn it so hard. And he would put it on there. And me and my little brother were 11 and 5 at the time. So trying to get this top off this Coke was fucking impossible. So Steven reaches in, grabs the Coke out, and he hands it to me. He says, all right, you try first. And I take the Coke and I start turning with all my might, just turning the top of this Coke, doing everything I can. And as I'm turning, my hands are getting sweaty. I'm realizing that... If we get into this Coke, Dad has clearly told us he is going to whoop our ass. He is going to bust our ass if we drink his Coke. But it doesn't deter me. I keep on turning. I'm turning the very top of this Coke with everything I've got in me, but my hands are getting sweaty. And they're slipping, and the inside of my hand starts to burn, and I stop. And I say, I can't do it, and I hand it to Stephen. Stephen decides he is not deterred whatsoever. He takes the Coke and puts it between his knees, squeezes it as hard as he can, and with his little five-year-old hands, he reaches down, thinking maybe his big brother has loosened it to the point where he can now open it. And he turns and he turns, and I'm watching the Coke where he's turning it so hard with his little hands, the two-liter is actually turning between his legs because he's turning the top so hard, his legs can't hold it. Finally, I take it from him again. I I reach over and grab a towel and wipe off my hands, and I get them to a point where they're dry, and I grab it, and I turn it. I take everything in my body, and I turn the top of this Coke. Damn it, Stephen and I are going to have a glass of this Coke, and you're not going to lock us out of it anymore. And I turn the top of it, and I turn the top of it, and it starts to hurt my hand. My hand starts to actually get cut a little bit, like a little bit of a scratch on it. And I take the Coke, and I throw it down across the room. Immediately, it starts fizzing. You know, you're causing all the carbonation to go out of the Coke, but I don't care. I am pissed at this point. And I look Stephen in the eyes and I say, Stephen, we are going to have some Coke today. And I walk over to my dad's toolbox and I pull out a set of vice grip pliers and I walk over. Now, in the back of my mind, I know that if dad catches us in this Coke, if dad were to walk through the doors right now while I've got vice grips out about to put them on this two liter, he would destroy us. But I do not care. We have come this far. I have cut my hand. Steven is losing his mind. We have got to have some Coke. And as soon as I grab the plier, Steven's like, if we're going to do it, let's do it. So I grab the Coke up. I put the, the pliers on the end of it and I turn them. I lock them down and I turn them. And the top of the thing, my dad has put this top on so tight, it is now scratching the top of it. It is like scratching all around the, the threads and the teeth of the actual pliers are scratching the top of the Coke. And finally, after doing this for like three minutes with everything in my power, the top of the coat goes, and it opens. Now, Stephen and I both had a half glass. We weren't going to dare try to drink half my dad's coke while he was gone, but we both had that half glass. And we stood there, triumphant, drinking our coke right in the middle of the kitchen. And we put the top back on it, and we put it in the fridge. And we ran out in the yard and we played for the rest of the day. Now, my mom and dad were gone. They were both working at this time. Mom and dad didn't even get home for another three hours. But as soon as dad got home, he did his same ritual. He changed clothes, walked back in the kitchen, pulled his glass out, put it on the counter, put some ice cubes in it, and pulled out his Coke. He grabbed the top of the two liter and he goes, Hey, what the fuck did y'all do to my two liter? Y'all been drinking my Coke? Hey guys, welcome back to another week and now that I'm older. 
a show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time. You can find us online at anowthatimolder.com. We're also on Facebook as well as Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the show anywhere you find us online because that helps us out a lot. And you can find us on Twitter and Gmail and Instagram, but it's at NTIOPod. And if you want to support the show, you can also go to patreon.com slash nowthatimolder. Join Michelle, our Patreon subscriber, in helping out the show. we got a lot of great stuff over there that we'll give to you if you give to us. So please help us out if you can. And also, if you go to Twitter, you can find us with the hashtag Potter and Family. Now, Potter and Family is a family of podcasters who come together to cross-promote each other, spread the word about badass podcasts, and basically create a family out of absolutely thin air. If you go to Twitter and check out the hashtag, you're going to find our show, as well as the Name It Next Time podcast, the Gayish podcast, and the Men's Rhea pod. And this week on episode 126, Cosby and the Gangsta Chimps, we're going to talk a little bit about Bill Cosby and his public seminars to try and help you beat the rap when it comes to sexual harassment claims. And then we're going to talk about exactly how gangsta chimps exactly are so check it out we'll be right back what are you gonna do today napoleon whatever i feel like i want to do god i want a better count in for what what why do you need a better count in because i feel like that one was lacking energy i feel like you're lacking energy well it's because the count ins are weak all right three two one go that was much better you're supposed to fucking start recording at that point though <laughs> but they'll start the recording because you asking me a question three two <laughs> one go now i asked the question i don't have a question you told me you wanted to talk about bill cosby no, you want me to talk about bill cosby you need to ask me about bill cosby i don't know who biscotti is but i know bill cosby is somebody you just told me all right hey count, count down and then say so You're not, I've already counted down four times. I'm not counting down anymore. You get no more count ins. Okay, that's it, sir. Some people have personalities like dogs. Some people have personalities like cats. Yeah. Some people count are, me in again. No, I'm not counting you in. Count your fucking self in, bitch. That's an intro, right? <laughs> so you wanted to talk about Bill Cosby because you said um, there's some sort of rapper that calls himself a god or something. Charlemagne the the God is not a rapper. He's a podcaster that caters to the hip hop community. That's where little. That's where I showed you the little Dicky video. That's where he raps live. It's that show. That's that podcast. It's also on regular radio too. So they're a radio show, and they uh, and, and they podcast their show too. He's an independent radio. He's not on like a net on one channel. He's on what several you, channels. Oh, okay. So he's like a syndicated. But Casey Kasem used to be. Yeah. Okay, I'm good with that. So what was his opinion about Bill Cosby? Well, he has an opinion on Bill Cosby because uh, Bill Cosby has this new approach to get back into the limelight. So what's his new approach to get back into the limelight? Is he making like pudding pops or something? No, he's going to go town to town and teach uh, courses on how to avoid sexual assault charges. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not going to he's not going to go and be like, Kids, don't be giving people roofies. No, he's going to go on a date. He's going to give you legal advice on how to get away with it. <laughs> Apparently, is what it sounds like. I don't know if that's what he intended it to sound like, but that's a lot like what it sounds like. This is get out of jail free with Bill Cosby. What you do is you find a woman with a checker pass, <laughs> and you want to discredit her as soon as possible. <laughs> when did Bill Cosby turn into the KFC Colonel? <laughs> what the hell happened? We, Listen. we went from Bill Cosby and Mr. Portman to you. Ah, oh, where do we keep the slaves? Ah. Okay, so I don't... Ah, where's the slaves? Huh? 
I gotta be honest. Where's the white folks table? Bill Bill Cosby was like a big part of my childhood growing yeah, it was up. Cliff like, Huxtable. I mean, no, God. he wasn't just Cliff Huxtable. He was fucking Fat Albert and every character on the show. Oh yeah, that poor kids had to watch TV. <laughs> TV on PBS every day. That's right. It wasn't on PBS. It was on fucking WSB <laughs> and shit. Didn't or, have uh, Nickelodeon, did you? No, we had Nickelodeon where no, they got you, slimed no, and you shit. Did. You'd have cable when you were little. Don't lie. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. First off, we stole cable when I was little. <laughs> yeah, but Nickelodeon wasn't basic cable. So yes, you had it was. We had Nickelodeon. I remember you can't do that on television and Alanis Morissette and all that shit. After a while, it was basic. But at first, Nickelodeon was premium content. Well, let me be dead honest. Before we stole cable, my uncle had cable, and that's where I saw Nickelodeon <laughs> the first time. But, uh-huh. but as soon as my dad realized that there was like a plethora of wrestling that he could get on cable, we had to have it. Like I remember when the Disney Channel would have their free weekend. Oh, yeah. And your dad would have the DCR ready. <laughs> you would tape everything the motherfucking show. Every goddamn free little thing we could. And those VHS, nobody knew back then, but they last about six months before the quality just craps Oh, out. before. And the best part was when a tape would just and then you'd fucking it ravel or unravel in your VCR. Because yeah, there's no fixing a VHS tape like there is a cassette tape. No, well, you can't use a pencil and just rewatch, like, <laughs> re-fucking spool put a, it. Maybe you could put a, sh- a highlighter in there. I don't know. No, you would just go buy high-quality tapes. My dad would be like, no, nah, you got to get them Max L tapes. <laughs> <laughs> that worked out good for him. I'm glad he made that extra investment in that bad technology. <laughs> we, had, we had a fucking vast library. When I say a vast library... I can quote you the lineage of the NWA World Heavyweight He's title. He's going to be so mad when he gets out and finds out that you can just watch all this shit for free. Are you- <laughs> I already have a WWE Network subscription with his name on it when he gets out of jail. I keep him okay? busy. I mean, dude, for the for the next like three weeks, he's going to be like, okay, so I've watched every match <coughs> from when I went to went to jail. And now, um, what, what should I watch next? Shane will be like, have you seen Pornhub? <laughs> don't, don't have that talk with your father and if you do don't ever ever fucking tell me about it I don't know anything about you talking about Pornhub with your dad I'm not gonna like sit there and watch it with him he might ask you to no he he's not gonna like, ask hey me. you wanna check out that porno huh uh no <laughs> you don't know Brisson makes things different everything's a group activity <laughs> dad you seem to be going to the wrong categories <laughs> I like them big and black. Oh, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> don't you tell nobody, though, boy. <laughs> you know, I can't have people knowing in public that I like them black. So, so as I was saying, Bill Cosby. Who <laughs> <laughs> also doesn't apparently like them black. He's always women are white. Um, do you remember the um, show that he was a part of that wasn't a real show? It was actually like. I spy? No, it was um it wasn't a show, it was something that came on in between the commercials. Well, they would like draw and he, exactly. would, he would narrate the drawing. Would make, I remember that shit. It'd make weird noises like when he would draw with the thing. I was trying to look something up, but I couldn't find it. He was on another show. It's it was kind of like a Sesame Street ripoff. Bill Cosby was woven into our childhoods. And I mean when That was Mr. Puddenpot. When I say the fucking Cosby show was a huge part of my life, <laughs> my parents loved the Cosby show. My grandparents loved the Cosby show. My friends loved the Cosby show. That was like the first black guy you were allowed to talk about in positive ways. <laughs> because he was a positive role model and shit. He was Dr. Cliff Huxtable. They, our parents liked him because of I Spy. Don't let them fool you. Well, here's the real problem, though, is later on you find out, and most of it was from Hannibal Burris. Like, Hannibal <laughs> Burris, like, called attention to the fact that Bill Cosby was a fucking Hannibal, predator. Hannibal Burris is actually in uh, the 2K basketball game. What is he doing? In the career mode. What is he doing in the 2K basketball game in the career mode? He's your barber. 
He like gives you a heartfelt like speech when you're like needing to be picked up so you don't get cut, and then you find out it's just because he doesn't want to lose the income from you coming to get his hair, your haircut. It's like, yeah, I really can't afford you to leave, so uh, you need to do better. <laughs> be confident. <laughs> So this is how your brain works. We're talking about really sensitive subjects like sexual assault and Bill Cosby apparently believing he can create a get-out-of-jail-free card program. At one point, he tells you that if you get traded, it would be really stupid to come all the way back to Toronto to get your haircut. That's nice stuff that you're making, but you know that's a lie. <laughs> it's just it's funny because you can hear it because it's Animal Burns. And that's his like style of comedy. Of, That'd be really stupid financially. I'd <laughs> <laughs> <That'd> be ignorant. <laughs> and you're talking about Hannibal Burris. Well, Hannibal Burris didn't rape getting... any women, so we don't know that. That's why Bill Cosby ate in 2K17. <laughs> I mean, I used to love Bill Cosby. I, mean, I got a Gatorade sponsorship, but you know, those Putin pops ain't offering me a goddamn thing. They're staying quiet. Well, we've talked about this before. Does it bother you? Does it like change the Cosby show for you? He didn't rape me. <laughs> the Cosby offers me a drink. I say no. <laughs> no, Mr. Cosby. <laughs> I am a boy. <laughs> I am a white man. This is not like a white the whole woman. Thing about Mike, Mag, Michael Jackson. People are like, oh, he's so gross. I'm like, if you leave your kid at Mike, Michael Jackson's house for Overnight. a weekend, for a weekend. You was you was just a pimp. <laughs> you was trying to get that kid. <laughs> honey, up. honey, if you have to rub up on his penis a few times, that's fine. We're gonna get paid. Did you not check <laughs> with Mr. Jackson about what the sleeping you Mr. Would be? Could you imagine being Michael Jackson and being like, "Why does this kid keep rubbing up my junk? What the fuck is wrong with I think he's been molested or something. <laughs> he's been conditioned for this. I think he's been molested, and this he thinks this is normal. I should call CPS on these people. All I want to do is take tranquilizers and go to sleep, and this bitch is all up on my nuts. I mean, I got this kid, like, every arcade game in the world for free in my fucking arcade, and he keeps dropping on my nuts. What's going on? I have a fucking monkey. <laughs> he got rid of the monkey. Hey, man, he had they, a monkey. They get okay? aggressive when they get older. That's like the monkey that ate the least face. They, they kept that monkey too long. Was it the same monkey? It's a chimpanzee. They all get aggressive as they get older. Chimpanzees are actually violent as fuck. I've been watching specials. So trust me when I say that we're going to get a lot deeper into exactly how gangster chimps are. Next up, we're going to run to a quick promo break. But when we get back, we're going to finish up talking about chimps. And then later on, we're going to step back in with another installment of This Week with DeBoss. So check it out. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hello, Neverlanders. I'm Jeremy, host of the Neverland Podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. As a young boy in Marceline, Missouri, Walt Disney played Peter Pan in a school play, and Peter Pan remained one of his favorite stories throughout his life. He used to say that an adult was just a grown-up child, and he designed Disneyland to help that adult act like a child again. Well, that's what we do here in Neverland. This is where you never have to grow up. And so we'll talk about heroes like Spider-Man, He-Man, and others that taught us how to do what's right because right makes might. And we'll enjoy the simple pleasures of imagination, our greatest toy. We're like Saturday mornings all in one podcast. Every week on the Neverland Podcast, we'll sprinkle our pixie dust and fly to Disney and beyond. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Now That I'm Older has kicked off our very own Patreon over at patreon.com slash now that I'm older. And I was able to get a couple of thoughts from Kenny about our brand new Patreon. 
the fuck is a Patreon? As you can tell, he's very excited and so am I. Now, if you don't know what Patreon is, go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older. It's going to allow you to pick from different goals that we've set up, things that we want to do to accomplish a better podcast for you guys, to bring you guys a better podcast every single week and to get you guys a better now that I'm older. We've got some things that we're going to need to do and we're going to need your help with them. But if you give us help, we're going to give you something right back. Things like shout outs from Kenny, stickers, t-shirts, exclusive content, all sorts of stuff. So go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older and we're going to close out now with a few more words from Kenny about what he thinks about Patreon. I thought you were talking about a role-playing character. You thought Patreon was a role-playing character. It sounds like one of the bad guys they would throw at us. There's your commercial. Thanks. What's going on? Soon you will know what it is like to be defeated by the hands of somebody who is truly better than you. As William Blake wrote, the catworm forgives the plow. Let me just quote the late, great Colonel Sanders, who said, I'm too drunk to taste this chicken. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Matt. Adam. And Josh. From Fork Found Movie Reviews. We're three movie-loving nerds who have all been best friends for over 20 years. We used to watch a lot of movies together when we were younger, but now we're in our 30s, we all have families, we live in different cities, and we don't get to do that anymore. So we decided to start a podcast. Now we get together once a week via the internets and talk movies and life in general. We review mostly crappy or obscure movies from the 70s, 80s, 90s, sometimes even from this century. And while they're not always good movies, and we definitely don't always agree, uh, but we have a lot of fun and we definitely appreciate if you guys would give us a listen. You can find us on Podbean, iTunes, or your favorite podcast app, or on Facebook and the Twitter And with that being said, may the forks be with you. May the forks be with you. And also with you. Any other questions? Oh, my God! Yeah, uh, Patches. Are you sure that this is completely necessary? Uh, Necessary? Is it necessary for me to drink my own urine? Probably not. No, but I do it anyway because it's sterile and I like the taste. Okay. Chimpanzees are the gangsters of the monkey family (laughs) or the ape family. They are fucking savage, bro. Like these gangs of chimpanzees like fight each other. And like if you get old, your own gang will turn on your ass and you have to become like a homeless chimpanzee. (laughs) It lives out by yourself. And they'll like throw rocks and shit at you if you get too close. You're like, these little bitches, I used to be the main chimpanzee. And here's the deal. If you were a main chimpanzee and you were cool. Like, you didn't pick on the new chimpanzees, they may not run you off. But if you were, like, a militant, like, hard leader of the chimpanzees, like, you kept everybody in line harshly, they turn on you <laughs> as soon as you get old. There was one monkey they found that they had ripped his nuts off. Holy shit. <laughs> they broke his arms and legs. They said you could tell by the, the uh, injuries that they did that first. And then they basically tortured this chimpanzee. Holy shit, dude. Dude, They are gangster. Honey badgers were the gangsters of fucking the world. Honey badgers are like just bags they don't care. Monkeys are like spiteful and shit. So like, or these apes are fucking spiteful. So like they break his arms, they torture him, they bite his balls off. They basically kill this fucking monkey. And they're like, well, yeah, but he was an asshole. We had, we had been following this tribe of chimpanzees. And this leader was a particularly dickhead leader. 
So let me go ahead and throw in the fact that typically when I'm doing things diplomatically and at, like trying to work through problems with people and your first inclination is always to fuck them, make them get in line. I'm a, I'm a chimpanzee gangster, motherfucker. But we both know who would get their arms and legs broken and their nuts bitten off. <laughs> I don't that tell that you. to their face. I'm be like, Shane, Shane said to cut your food supplies. Y'all should rip his nuts off. No. Your ass would get your nuts cut off. And no, I'd be dude. standing back there in the back laughing going. You, if, in case you haven't noticed, I also never do my own dirty work. Yeah. <laughs> so I would have a I'd have a pants I'd have a fall guy chimpanzee. I'd be like, yeah, you guys should hate Randall. <laughs> that's all him that's being doing all the mean stuff. I just told him he had to get it done. So they have this whole social hierarchy where they're basically like West Side Story and shit, just like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And some chimpanzees even form like these smaller, looser groups because they don't like being in the gangs. So they're like little independent monkeys who are cool with everybody. And they never get jumped either, but they go from like tribe to tribe and they're like throwing up to like too sweet and shit like that. They're, they're kind of like how Bret Hart was where he didn't go NWO, but he was like running around with them. He wore the shirt, but he wasn't, he wasn't completely a member of the NWO. They gave him a shirt. He never put it on. He still kept the jacket over the tights. So we don't have to get off on Bret Hart because WCW just horribly by that point wasted it was, him. It was, by that time, WCW was done. He did anyway. put Ric Flair into a figure four around the turnbuckle. <laughs> but we're talking about monkeys that are gangsters, and suddenly you get off on Bret Hart. Well, we were originally talking about Bill Cosby. We talked, well. And that, then we talked about gangster-ass monkeys. These monkeys are fucking gangster, though, <laughs> dude. I mean, they were like, and they're using weapons and shit. They're making clubs. But And then there, this all came from the monkey we were talking about, the monkey that ate the lady's face. His so name was Travis. So I was going to ask if that was the same monkey that uh, built that uh, Michael Jackson had. No, his monkey went to a sanctuary. This lady had another mo- monkey that was in commercials. I'll bet Travis was trained by Bubbles, who was at the Bubbles sanctuary. Was my, my, no, there are different sides of the country, bro. California no, and East Coast. No, they don't. That's East West. No, he was Bubbles was making YouTube. I just videos. told you, he monkeys was, are mad gangsters. There's no way an East Coast monkey and a West Coast monkey <laughs> were working together. That just could not happen. But Travis was a commercial monkey. He did TV commercials. And the lady and her husband had him, and the husband died. And she got attached to this monkey. And she knew this monkey was, like, too much for her. But, I mean, the monkey was cool with her because that was, like, his mom to him. So she had this cage in the house built into the living room. I actually went and researched this story because they didn't tell you it all in the news. They just said the lady got her face ripped off by a monkey. Which <laughs> 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 chimpanzees are not monkeys. They're apes. Please don't send me any letters. I don't read them anyway. Uh, <laughs> so Travis is Ken also Baldwin addicted to Xanax. At Ken Baldwin <laughs> so we've had friends that are addicted to Xanax. We know. This. Wait, wait, hold on. Let's go back. Travis the monkey or the ape is addicted. Yes, to as Xanax. he got older, as I was telling you, they usually get aggressive, and to keep that from happening, this lady had started giving him bars. <laughs> so she would put like a bar of Xanax in his tea. Hard to understand with my jaw keep walking. <laughs> so, yes. Bite down. <laughs> so this dump monkey's also being drugged the whole time. So Travis has got his Xanax. Under the tutelage of Bubbles, after he's watched Boom, Bubbles, have done, Bubbles was probably dead before he was born. Bubbles was around the eighties; they only lived like twelve years. I understand. So but what I'm saying is, he was making maybe videos. he left some stone tablets. I don't think they made videos. But no, <laughs> they had the big camera that you had to put a VHS eight, tape in. Eight, eight millimeter. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you just set up the projector and shit. Back to the story. So Travis gets out of his cage, and the lady gets there who's her friend. And normally this lady has known 
the monkey. She knows Travis. Travis knows her. So, you know, no, nobody thinks anything bad's going to happen. Travis, they're trying to round Travis up. Well, she had gotten a haircut. Oh. Now, in our world, that's not a big deal. But to a monkey, that's a drastic change. So he doesn't recognize her. Plus, she had his favorite toy. They were trying to lure him back into the cage, right? So she's holding the toy in front of her face. So that's a double <laughs> problem. So when she goes to the monkey, she's expecting of, hey, Travis, look at your toy. And he's going to be like, oh, cool, I want my toy. Instead, he turns into fucking King Kong. And literally, and chimpanzees are incredibly stronger than us. Like, there's there's zero chance if you get into a fight with an adult chimpanzee mm. that you're not going to die. Like, I mean, you may not die, but that's because the monkey chose you to die. Like, because they can fall from a tree and land on their head and be fine. Like, their skull is so much thicker than ours. Let, let me interject. Would I have any weapons in this scenario? It wouldn't. If you had a gun, you might have a chance. But, like, if you had a knife or, like, even a sword, that chimpanzee would beat your monkey ass. Like the so, rock fighting Donk the Clan. So clown. I have a sword and the chimpanzee has nothing. Yeah, you'd still lose. No, I don't think so. I, I think know I so. That monkey would take that sword from you and laugh at you. <laughs> I think I would destroy the chimpanzee you, if I had You a sword. might cut one of his arms off, but remember, they broke all four of that other chimpanzee's arms unless they really ate his balls. So I would cut one of his feet off. Yeah, he's going to eat your balls. <laughs> he's going to rip your balls off to have it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would go all kinds of samurai on this motherfucker. I think I'd do exactly what the police did. So anyway, the monkey takes her down and literally bites off her hands. First thing, this is what I'm saying. Your sword, he knows what to do. These monkeys aren't stupid. He's like, are you going to use that sword now? I just ate your fucking hands, gringo. <laughs> so he bites her hands off, or her fingers at least anyway. From what I understand, she has nothing but like a pad. There's no digits anymore. How did we get here for Bill Cosby? Because uh, right, monkeys keep you same thing. So <laughs> then he goes and he basically bites her face off, like gone. All of it. She both her eyes gone, nose gone, lips gone. So this lady's face. Then the cops get there and you hear all this now because now you have the police audio. And the 911 audio. And the owner is screaming, shoot him! Shoot the goddamn monkey! <laughs> and at first the cops are like, should we shoot the monkey? And they're like, not real sure. The monkey turns on the cops. So the cop goes back to his car, his cop car and closes the door and locks it. The monkey rips the door off. <laughs> what? Yes. Holy fuck! So I'm telling you, you have no chance to get this chimpanzee. It'd be like if I had a sword against Superman. Still zero chance. No, if I had a sword against Superman, if it was made of kryptonite, that'd be a Maybe, thing. but even the kryptonite sword wouldn't even help you against the monkey. <laughs> that means technically the monkey could be more dangerous to you than Superman. I think, honestly, I'd probably just have to go for a heart. Like yeah, you should. Heart. That's what you should do. <laughs> I think we should just drop you off in Africa today. We'll test this theory. I Best think... show ever. <laughs> oh, my God, guys. You have no idea. The read is nuts. Just like I predicted. The totally is nuts. Shane's <laughs> voice is probably going to be different after this. <laughs> We're going to pull up the GoPro footage and put it on YouTube for you guys. <laughs> Don't worry, though. I'm not in any danger because I did not get out of the fucking car at all. I told him this was stupid. Oh, God. They're eating my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he rips the car door so off. Rips, so the cop shoots him like six times. Motherfucker's still alive. Like harder than Tupac. <laughs> so he takes six rounds, runs off. Two other cops have shown up by the time. They shoot him three more times. And then this motherfucker makes it all the way back to the cage before he dies. 
Like it's only at this point, I was almost rooting for the uh, the ape. I mean, until he started, he was going to eat the town. <laughs> well, I mean, in his defense, he's high as fuck on Xanax. I, I think that was in Connecticut. Now that state has a law that says nobody can own no chimpanzees. <laughs> I don't think people should and own I, wild animals. And I saw this place. lady on the on the on Oprah recently. The lady who got her face ripped off. Oh, I bet it's a she's going to get a face transplant, but she looks like. So wrong of me. I don't remember what the characters were, but they were there were these distinct characters that were weird, like a like a cult in Popeye, and they had really big noses. <laughs> I know were, what you're talking. About. <laughs> That's exactly what she looked like, like walrus people. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like looked like if a baby looked like our friendly circus fingers. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, yeah, I. I I've seen pictures of her face, and every time I do, I'm like, ah, ah. <laughs> like "I'm gonna take all the hamburgers." <laughs> I just can't. I just can't, dude. Like every time I see it, I'm like, "No, no, no!" Like I saw a list the other day come up, and I'm always looking for shit for the podcast to look to talk about. Just imagine how different Tuesday and Wednesday were. For <laughs> On Tuesday, she had just gotten a haircut, feeling probably pretty good about life, and the next day, she has no hands, fingers, nose, lips. <laughs> A monkey basically fucking ravaged her face off. Would you want to die at that point? Or would you Would you want to live? Would you, like, want to push through? I don't know. I mean, like, your Tinder profile is going to be like... way different. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I mean, oh, there's no, you're never having sex again. I mean, that's just, unless you be, and whoever's fucking you, if somebody does fuck you again, you know they're fucked up in the head. You know they're fucking you for the wrong reasons. It'd be like, it'd be like that Ah, yes, I love them characters. <laughs> <laughs> the Jeet Jeet Gillian or whatever they are. It'd be like that scene from Deadpool when he staples the picture of Ryan Reynolds to his face. <laughs> I'd be like, which picture should I staple to my face? <laughs> Baby Doby wouldn't even hit that. <laughs> oh, dude. I just, I don't know if I would want to go on. Like, like I know I'm married to Nikki, but I just feel like I'd be such a fucking burden on the world <laughs> if I look like a fuck. If I was already married, I'd be all right. No, morphine no. And- you'd, be, you'd have morphine in a nice place to stay, but your wife would resent the shit out of you. <laughs> she had to wipe your ass. You have no fingers. I could replace it with a claw. <laughs> I'd, get ah! a, I'd get a bunch of little claws for each finger. <laughs> I'd turn my hand into a Swiss Army knife. I'd have a screwdriver on one. I'd have a Phillips head. I'd have one that was can a, opener. I'd have one that was a drill. I'd have one knife that was really funny, small shaped, and I don't know why it's different than the big knife, but it's just because. <laughs> why? Because I need two. That's why. <laughs> You'd have a serration so you can I'd have scale a laser a fish. pointer. <laughs> just, I, I'm still all about the drill. What if what if you had one that you could add that was like a gun? What if you it was a drill when you started drilling? Wasn't that torque on your finger and hurt though? The reverse torque? Dude, at this point your hand is basically ground beef. I don't <laughs> think you'd really notice. I mean, it might give you flashbacks from the monkey gnawing on it. I just Just imagine that. Just imagine your fingers being bitten off in chunks. If I had a sword, that never would have happened. Just bite it off. Yeah, it probably would still happen. Dude, I'm telling you, I would have been like, imagining the, the the wild animals' uh, agility is a wee bit higher than yours. I know in role playing we'd be like, hey, this is an easy fight. It's just some fucking monkeys. But in real life, yeah, think about it. A monkey's better than any other dude you've ever fought. 
I have. I've only been in like three fights. <laughs> None of them were against chimpanzees. I'm like he's gonna peel you like a banana. I, dude, honestly, if I had a sword, I think I could take it out. Like two or three hits. <laughs> Shane lost the sword, and oh, he just lost his other sword. <laughs> ah, ah! <laughs> You're gonna bleed to death from that. The uh, monkey's his, playing with it. Oh my god! He ripped his dick off and threw it at him. Oh god! <laughs> He's running around with it, waving it like it's a fucking toy. Like he just don't care. <laughs> Monkeys are savage. <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. Now, if any of you sons of bitches got anything else to say, now's the fucking time. Welcome to another installment of This Week with DeBoss where one of my real-life Facebook friends who calls herself DeBoss allows me to read her Facebook statuses aloud for you guys so you can get a glimpse of what the thug life really means. Now, let's check in with DeBoss. Y'all not together, but she still got me blocked on your FB, LMAO, jealous-ass bitches. Y'all funny as hell. But you didn't know about that, and you didn't know about the messages she sent me, and she obviously doesn't know none of the shit you told me. Sounds like y'all together to me, lol. Lies, lies, lies. You ain't got a lie to kick it, my love. We not together either, sweetie. That's it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. I'm sorry. I'm, I've worked by a lot of hours for the week. Basically, I union membership. I tell you, fuck yourself. Kenny, we still have more to record. You nope. can't just stop the show like this. You should have been more efficient with your recording choices, sir. Friend. What happened here was a miracle, and I want you to fucking acknowledge it.